Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. I've been emotional. My man just got destroyed by Thanos. So we'll have to see how strange the spider girth gets. If they have Reeboks on the character, that's it. I'm never buying this game. <laughs> if he's wearing a fresh set of Reeboks, that's it. It's like your doctor going, that's not a BD. Watch this. Like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, on, it's... This is Per Jenga's Wallhangers 164th podcast. This is uh, the Triforce podcast. I am Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my left is Stephen Bucherell, Big Brother. And uh, in the Per Jenga box is Katarina Thermoscara and one Kelly Collins, Twitchy Wilson. We also call him Our Iron Kelly. So uh, we join here together every day, uh, every day, every week, every day, every day. Oh, every under day the we sun. Like to come on down here and talk about. You video just game hop on down here at PJA and DWH, don't you know? And you just hop on the funniest video and find the lug nuts, and then you walk on down. You find one sixty-three electronic cheese wedge, another fat crayon, as well as stick figure titan i i might have i might have i don't i i i don't i don't know we just I, sort of open our mouths mouths yeah. and this come and the stuff comes out yeah yeah but i tell you what you're going to find you're going to find the same stuff here tonight zeus's other son spider-man gets strange Assassin's Viking Rebox, MK's Reading Rambo, PlayStation 5 strips and more on the Triforce podcast. So we start off with the High Republic. And of course, the High Republic has been delayed to 2021 due to the COVID, but that doesn't mean they're staying silent. THR, the Hollywood Reporter, says that... uh, This is going to be set around 800 years after the events of the Old Republic storylines, or 200 years before the Skywalker Saga. The opening crawl was posted on StarWars.com on their High Republic banner, so it's not associated with the Star Wars films or TV shows itself. It starts off acknowledging the status of of the Republic and the galaxy, but quickly gets dark because we see here the galaxy is at peace. Ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Nuts. I'm sorry, Jedi Knights. I misread. It's too far away. Uh, A symbol of all that is good. The Republic is about to launch the Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as magnificent renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does the frightening new adversary. Now guardians of peace and justice must face the threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the force itself. I tell you, also usually pays. That's the next story, which is Netflix. It usually pays to subscribe to them because they debut the first trailer hold the control button for me a little bit over there control control there you go so with netflix it debuts the first trailer for the new anime blood of zeus Mm -hmm. who is the tv 
Who has the TV on? Kelly, could you maybe silence the TV? There we go. Ironclad podcast, I tell you. Ironclad. We're professionals. <laughs> so. Seriously. If we get shirt, if we had shirts um, or chat, something, put that put we, that uh, word you, you just said in the chat in the family chat, and I will invest in that, William. Thank you very much, because we're always out for new technology to make our lives easier to bring the news to you. And this one I really loved: Blood of Zeus, powerhouse animation, uh, the animation studio behind the acclaimed anime-inspired anima- adaptation of Castlevania is back with a new series this month, Blood of Zeus, providing their own take on classic Greek mythology. Hmm. Hey, so, there's a trailer. When the world is a trailer, and I really love it, the art style and everything. The upcoming animated series is set for release October 27th, so it is coming this month very soon. And I can't wait to go all the way through it. Uh, it has unveiled that debut trailer as a young man named Evos learned that he is the son of Zeus, like many, many... Him and every other person many in people. world. Yes. Let's just say Zeus got around. He got around a lot. And Zeus didn't even want women made. He's like, that's just going to piss my wife off. And he was right. It, he it was, did. But it pissed his wife off a lot. <laughs> it did. A lot. But a lot. So, with <laughs> monsters threatening Olympus and the people of ancient Greece to make good on their titan's vendetta against the gods, Evos will have to claim his divine destiny to prevent the land from plunging into darkness. And... Uh, True to the t- uh, to the title and the trailer, there is plenty of blood to go around, and uh, Evos cuts apart the monsters that have grown from consuming the flesh of the fallen titans. Meanwhile, Zeus's wife Hera appears to be behind a plot to betray her fellow Olympians, working with the titans to get revenge on her unfaithful husband once and for Sounds all. like the Hera I know. Yes, that's completely. Sarah, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. what she does. Yep, business as usual. Uh, announced late uh, last year under the original title of Gods and Heroes, the animated series is direct uh, directed by Sean Nigoshahashan, with the first season expected to run for eight episodes in uh, in and out of uh, the flicks. So we'll get to see Still eight episodes. Not season. that bad. Um, Still, I eight is more than the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, and but that was six. But especially because there's a lot of voice actors that you'll recognize if you watch anime um, in this. For the and it just looks so fascinating to have that classic hero story of Greek myth in anime form. Um, highly recommend that. So. It's something to tide you over while everything else gets pushed back. Which means, yes, the Batman has been delayed. Warner Brothers pushes back movies. And uh, the Batman is now pushed back from October 1st, 2021 to March 4th, 2022. The Matrix has been, uh, 4 has been moved up. Uh, to April first, uh, from April first, twenty twenty two, to December twenty second, twenty twenty one. 
the Flash. It's probably because I'd imagine the Matrix has a lot more uh, digital stuff. Well, they were also working on that for a while, so they probably got a lot of this done before the COVID. They could shoot all that other stuff. They got all the just... stuff, all the all the post-op stuff yeah, done during that crap you know done. COVID, and, just, and they just like, been working on you know it. what? We're done. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, go for go for December. Fuck it, kid. Why not? Go crazy. Really? December twenty second. Release now. There's no theaters anymore. Meh, whatever. So remember that for later on in the stories. But December twenty second, twenty twenty one is the first of the uh, things that we're going to see, or last of the things we're going to see next year. So December is going to be big. Everything else is not really going to be big. It's uh, going to be delayed. Um, We have Flash being delayed from uh, to November 4th, 2022, uh, from June 2nd. And Shazam is in theaters June 2nd, 2023, instead of November 2022. Which I kind of feel like that's a disservice to Shazam. Uh, because that first movie was great. Yeah. Was really Zachary Levi was perfect. Especially when you're going forward with Black Adam. And, you know, they're just... Them and Star Wars are just pushing anything live action back so far that you can't have any hope for it right now. Sinbad, the entertainer. I love Sinbad. Where you been, Sinbad? Come on, let's 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 do some stand up. Yes, <laughs> but. I mean, but Flash, I kind of, I understand most of the rollbacks because they don't know. Regal just announced they're shutting down everything. And that's when, yeah. yep, everybody else, Disney and them, or they, they were like, you know, we're just going to push it back. And Regal were like, hey, we're shutting down. Everybody else is like, you know what, we're going to push it back too. <laughs> so it's just that sad thing that nobody, everybody's unsure and... They have these great projects in line. They just need to keep the talent alive long enough to shoot it. Mm. Probably yep. longer than that because they're going to want to make more money on the films once they do what I, I would imagine. For all four people that survived COVID. Well, you know, they're going to want to see how these first films do that yeah. don't have theaters. Except for like small places. And then if they're <sighs> able to make money, then films can continue. I mean... I see a lot of people mm-hmm. wishing Netflix back, it, um, right? like, drive-in theaters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of debunked that last podcast. It's not There's really... Not many. We'd have to go to, like, to the middle of Jersey. Yeah. I'm not driving to Jersey. You know? It's almost as close as the one in Jersey. <laughs> For real. Yeah. That's almost as close. We'll meet like, you there. Mine as well if you we want to see a fucking movie. That'll be a hell of a spoiler alert on the way back. We could do the whole thing on the way back. I don't, I don't think my leg Review the whole it, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my leg can't take that amount Extended of time. Extended edition. I can't sit in the car that long. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, movie theater experience, man. That's just the real question mark of what's going on. They obviously have content that they want to put out there. Certain studios are saying... Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna put that out there if I don't know. I'm not gonna pull out those, you know, at least a quarter of Endgame grosses, because mm-hmm. Tenet is doing better worldwide, 
And, you know, certain movies are improving in that aspect, but it's nothing to the the mass of uh, that it was. Yeah, because the, the whole theater, there's the whole theater experience that you're also yeah. getting. And, and there's one movie I really, nice. really do want to see in the theater, which is Denny Vevenu's Dune remake, which has also been pushed back to October 1st, 2021. Um, into Batman's old place, which I'm fine mm. with that. If we get Dune in that place, that's a good movie to look forward to in October for, mm. you know, because that gives me plenty of time to listen to the audiobooks, really digest them, and <laughs> really hone into this remake. Because even Kelly was saying that you really want to... October 2021? October 1st, 2021, yeah. Right on the 1st. So, like Kelly was saying, the, you really don't want to pay attention to the first one if mm. it's out of your way. Yeah. Read the book. Focus on the movie. Good because movie. from when I've listened to the book, at, at that initial trailer looks amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So, that's the best kind of uh, promo plug if you will, I can give you for that. But uh, I tell you, somebody else is plugging something. And uh, that is Marvel uh, Marvel Legends Eternals figures reportedly reveals our first look at a Deviant. And I'll scroll up there. Actually, we might as well just go right over here to the full screen so you guys can see it in whoop, all of its glory. All right, there. Um, Crow. The film was pushed back to uh, next November uh, because of delays. Disney consumer products were well into processing and coordinating with the vendors about the products involved in the marketing of the movie. So, as before with the Selma Hayek uh, Ajax figures that was released now, uh, this is the second figure with that. Crow, a deviant, whose character has been completely overhauled from the comic book look. And hold that control so I can get a better scroll in here of we really Crow. Because, there we go. Um, this is the toy. And I can tell you this. The comic, he's a pinkish, devilish creature. They didn't like pink? And now we have a big green bug with tentacles. That's nothing like the comic. Now, that goes along with what Kevin Feige was saying last September, and he confirmed the existence of the Deviants in the film and that they would look unlike any Deviants that we've seen in the comics. He wasn't lying. Yeah. He was not lying. Um, I'm Now, Deviants can look like humans, and they, they want to eat them. They want to kill them. They want to do all that. And the Eternals are supposed to stop them and save them. That's the whole good evil dynamic with the Eternals and the Deviants and some fans are speculating maybe the creepy tentacles on the back have something to do with the changing into human thing Mm -hmm. so we'll have to see but alright whatever if you're looking for an alien race to go against the Eternals like whatever go ahead with that I'm fine Mm -hmm. with it why not Thanos was a Deviant alright whatever made a great movie so yeah yeah, deviants aside, we're going on to the next story, which is Jamie Fox. He said that Electro won't be blue in Spider-Man 3. And uh, a now-deleted Instagram post 
from uh, his Instagram. Details, excitement, and teasing. Can't wait for y'all to check out this one. And I won't be blueing this one. But a thousand percent badass. Hashtag swipe left. Fox is the only non-MCU character confirmed for the role. Now here in the post we see obviously Electro. Um, A lot of people are... Uh, speculating that he's going to go back to the yellow and green suit in this one and just be more marvelized um but we see here three spider-man mm-hmm. now rumors are saying that kevin feige is trying to bring tom holland toby mcguire and andrew garfield together for the untitled spider-man 3 um and <clears throat> that would be the the formula mm-hmm. of marvel yeah because look at cap Mm-hmm. That's right along the same vein of Captain America, yeah, yeah. for the whole Spider-Man trilogy, and getting all three Spider-Men. You get a Sinister Six element in there as well, which rumors are saying that the Sinister Six are going to be in appearing in there in different universe-wise. So obviously, Jamie Foxx would be right along with the Andrew Garfield. Maybe, maybe you get Doc Ock with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and then you have, obviously, Michael Keaton with Vulture. You get a couple other variants there. Yeah, yeah. That is a great movie alone. So people are speculating that WandaVision show will... Wanda will alter the universe in her quest to get Vision back. And Spider-Man will have to deal with the repercussions, which should set this up perfectly. Right, so she's just going to rip the universe in half. Okay, and then she's going to completely reformat the universe like a game programmer, like a complete video game programmer. She's just going to add a DLC character into the universe. All right, that could be entertaining. She is the most powerful being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. This is really driving in, and we're getting that. What was the point of those last two movies if she could just go? She was having a bad day. Oh, okay. So you could immediately she end was, it. All right. That was a bad, bad five day. years. All right. A bit emotional. Right. Fair enough. My man just got destroyed by Thanos. Yeah. Could we, could we possibly not shout? That, all right. I you may know be you know exaggerating. What? I'm on her side now. No, I'm on her side. <laughs> that She's layer of trauma, bed. yes. But that is exactly why. Because that last end scene when you're like, fuck, Vision may make it out of this yet. And then he just, nope, ha, 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 crush. And just crushes your soul. It was so yeah. good. And now, obviously. Ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is her kind of, you know, I'm finding Vision and we're fucking shit up. I don't care. She's looking for vengeance. Yeah. I don't, I don't think she's going to do therapy. <laughs> but she's going to rip the universe. Doctor Strange is reportedly, with his movie, going to be kind of trying to rearrange the multiverse and make everything well. And that's the fan theory on that. However, one strange thing just reported today is happening. One Doctor Strange thing. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch joins Spider-Man 3 as Doctor Strange. Oh, man. That is highly coincidental since we're talking about a spider-verse in between multiverses. Yeah. 
man, Doctor Strange is going to be in um, the mentor role for the previously uh, previously occupied by Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson for old Spidey Boy. So we're going to see Benedict Cumberpatch, Doctor Strange, being an old mentor to old Spidey, which is cool. Someone's got to do it. You know? I mean, honestly, Nick Fury, head of S.H.I.E.L.D., Iron Man, best hero to boot, and then you get the Sorcerer Supreme as your mentors, they're pretty much setting him up to be an amazing Spider-Man. That's right. That's why I wear the hat. You can shake your head all you want, Kelly. You know it's good. (laughs) You know, that's a great segue. (laughs) Yes. And with recent casting announcements, the Jamie Foxx will be added as Electro. Spider-Man 3 is set to begin shooting in Atlanta in October, and Doctor Strange is going to begin shooting in London as well this month. It's unclear whether where his shooting is going to be, but, you know, little green screen, old Doctor Strange lines, that's a one-day shoot that you could just add him into the movie and just have Doctor Strange send Spider-Man in between multiverses to gather people to fight the Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah, that's, and it builds the universe, makes a nice, thicker universe. It combines adding. all the rumors that mm-hmm. we've been hearing into one movie, which yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Oh, very oh, a girthy. girthy universe, okay. Very girthy universe. A spider-girthy universe. The web is very thick. With spider-girth. spider girth the spider girth yes i think we have a title of the podcast so we'll have to see how strange the spider girth gets and just like the next story which is gonna get a little witcher so obviously the witcher season two Mm mm-hmm Started production. Um, we get a new look at Geralt, Siri, and Yennefer. A slew of images popped up on the scene here online. We get our look at Yennefer here. And Yennefer pretty much looking uh, beaten like up. Hand. In chains. You know. Siri, She gets the more comic looking, you know, out, outfit here. Okay. Picking up the wooden training sword. Arya Stark-like. I'm liking it. I'm liking the the character, you know, the design. Okay. As well as, you know, it really kind of sets up, I think, just in those couple images of a little bit of the story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's going to like, man, this is, this is my, you know, protege. This is Siri. She's a badass witcher I'm in training. Okay. Would that Looks be a like... wit? She's a wit. I, I don't a witcher know. in training. She's a wit. Okay. Here we see uh, Henry Cavill with some pec muscles on his armor. Um, a lot more riveted things on the shoulders. So he obviously got into a dungeon, got some upgraded gear for season two. Um, yeah. He got a new sword. He got the he upgraded does. sword because he beat the boss battle with the spider. So he got a different sword that now he's now leveled up enough that he can use it. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's... Or they're just upgrading, you know, little things. They it? got more money this year? Okay, so it's probably the more money. It's got, probably the more, more money. money. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the money. 
Um, but I'm liking it, man. I'm liking the look of this. I really loved what they did with the first season of The Witcher, even though it's like you took one cohesive story and put it in a blender. Um, it was really well done. And especially with Yennefer and everything that they did with magic in this, because mm-hmm. it magic had a cost. It wasn't just bibbity bobbity boop You know, Yennefer mm-hmm. had to get rid of her whole uterus to be able to do magic. It yeah, was a yeah. cost for her, but she got rid of the hump. Yeah, yeah. What hump? Sorry, young Frankenstein. But I'm really looking at. I'm looking forward to this one as soon as it comes out, and you should too. You should also be looking forward to this next story, which is, well, it's a little evil, Resident Evil, that is, and we have our casting for the Resident Evil reboot. It's uh, been just over a year since we heard word from the upcoming reboot for Resident Evil film. Johannes Roberts, uh, from 47 Meters Down, has begun building an ensemble cast, including Kaya Scaloretto from Maze Runner, Robbie Amell from Upload. Amazing in Upload. Awesome. He was the main love interest to the one chick. He was the big, you know, rich kid. Awesome, awesome role in that. Um, we also have, uh, Hannah John Kamen from Ant-Man Wasp. She was Ghost. Okay. The main, you know, kind of villain baddie that was in the all-white armor. Mm -hmm. So, that's a nice cast for Resident Evil. And, uh, according to Deadline, the film is set to be in the official origin story for Capcom's long-running survival horror video game franchise and will be set on the infamous night in Raccoon City in 1998, when Umbrella Corporation unleashed hell upon the world. And it was uh, up to a select group of people to stop them. It's probably not their choice. I would have to imagine. It it was probably not their choice. Um, But I really like the fact that they're taking this seriously, uh, because... The director, Roberts, said, uh, With this movie, I really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying, visceral experience I had when I first played them. Wistfully, at the same time, telling uh, uh, telling a grounded human story about a small, dying American town that feels both uh, relatable and relevant to today's audiences. Scaldolero has been cast as Claire Redfield, while John uh, John Carmen has set to play Jill Valentine and Amel as Chris Redfield. All of whom will be starring alongside the Umbrella Academy's Tom Harper as Albert Wesker, Zombieland Double Tabs Avon Avon Jongar as uh, Leon S. Kennedy, and Yellowstone's Neil McDonough as William Brink. So we'll be getting a nice. Resident Evil Netflix adaptation here. I, I like it, man. Especially since you obviously have a star-studded cast. You have It sounds like you have the right idea of just bringing out everything that was great about the video games and how terrifying and just They've never, they've never done it right in the past. It'd be nice to see them uh, get it right. And they're going especially back to the Especially with the origins. wake of all these uh, recent uh, movies that 
or, yeah. or shows that have been turned into games. Like we were saying last week, mm-hmm. man, you had that Sonic. We have some other stuff in the pipeline. It's getting a solid Resident Evil, starting off at the mansion. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's where you want it. You're getting the first two movies, even even if they make. I think this you a were nice locked series. in at the first mansion. Yeah, you were all locked in because of the hounds outside. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was the opening screen with the eye. God, and that's that roughly so the last time I played a Resident Evil. Yeah, I didn't play two, two and three and four was the the highlight of it all. Uh, five and six I, I have seen, but I haven't played. But if you get one and two and a good cohesive story, I really think you can get a really nice Resident Evil game out of this. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. So what else we got? The next story is a little monstrous. Monster Hunter, to be exact. Uh, Monster Hunter, we have a... The chat, Kelly did something. So, Monster Hunter here. Whatever. Uh, Monster Hunter movie is uh, releasing, moving forward, with a lot of movies being pushed back. It's nice to see one that is actually uh, getting a push forward. A new film, hmm. film by Paul Wes Anderson, um, who previously directed all the live-action Resident Evil movies to tie it around in a nice circle, because this one's starring Mila Jovovich. Is that who that person was? Yes. Okay. Uh, from In Yes, and from the movies. And, um... Why can't I see... Why can't, why can't we see you, Ken? Yeah, I don't... I don't know why he did that. Um... I don't know. Nope. I have no idea. But onwards and upwards, as long as you're still there. Um, Paul S., uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, who previously um, directed those films, is working on this one. And it's only a 16-second clip, but uh, the Resident Evil movies pretty much is pride to fame. Um, mm. December 30th, 2021, uh, Sony has actually announced uh, that this movie will be released. And this will make... The most highly anticipated movie of the year, because it's the last one. Okay, well, no, yeah. you just cut Katarina's you face came off. Back. But you did come back. You just cut completely all video, and it just said, "We'll you're be right back. back." You're back where you belong. So, so you just cut her out completely. But we didn't see you doing whatever you did, rubbing one out or whatever you did. But. No, a lot I of movies, uh, no, I don't, but a lot of I've movies being moved back. We have there. Matrix and Monster Hunter movie Clean being moved Netflix. forward. Paul W.S. Anderson being of the Resident Evil franchise and also having Mila Jehovich. Pe- Kelly, do you think that Resident Evil being moved up is, and, uh, or I'm sorry, Monster Hunter being moved up is a good thing? They've already had the movie finished, a lot like, you know, probably Matrix 4 and a bunch of movies. Do you think putting it out this year is good? 
something. Theaters? If they're open, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's just a really, it's a, a shaky bridge to walk. And, you know, I mean, but Tenet only made like two hundred and fifty million, so that's not really worldwide. That's not really. A... That's what you're really looking for at this point. Something that'll pay the bills and keep you in business. Yeah. 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 That's fair enough. I mean. I mean, I do want to see, I don't want to see movies go, movie theaters go away. You know, it's not something that I think anybody wants, but I do think that there needs to be some kind of evolution, you know? Yeah. It can. But then there's the human element. Yeah, then there's there's people. Yeah. That's I think scrubbing yes. each and every one of those seats is a bit much for some people who work in movie theaters. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that it will come back. I just I mean, want to see it come back to. sooner because there's a lot in the pipeline. I just want to see Black Widow. Give me ScarJo. Yeah. We've all done that. But that's not the point. All right? The point is that the next story may have something afoot. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Reebok are teaming up for a new shoe line. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. This could be my migraine. Did you say Reebok? Yes. Reebok. If they have Reeboks on the character, that's it. I'm never buying this game. <laughs> if he's wearing a fresh set of Reeboks, that's it. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. But <laughs> you don't have to look at the shoe line. She's like, you know what? Fuck this. That's it. Uh, you don't have to look at the shoe line just yet, or if you, uh, or if it's going to go beyond the shoe line. Uh, the announcement says that it's coming soon, and it has the hashtag of hashtag like a Viking. It... Okay, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah, we're here for you. 
front to back. <laughs> oh, for the end segment, yeah. The ring, the face. Okay. Yeah, oh, the big okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. That's fair enough. All okay. righty, buddy. We'll see you then. So, we'll have to see if the shoes are actually going to evolve into anything different. Like, I don't know, glasses or, uh, I don't know, maybe like... I want to see if the shoes actually look like Viking boots. You think they're just gonna Re- put a, and they just have like a Reebok sign? You on think the they're side? just gonna take a set of Timberlands and plop that Assassin's Creed logo on it? Well, no, not Timberlands, but Viking boots. Uh, he has to put, put the, the baby, baby to, to bed. bed. He said he may be back. He's right here. Where he is? Oh, uh, well, he's he's right here with us all the time. He's, he's always here with us. <laughs> spirit. Oh yeah. Yeah, we don't know what happened. We're glad to see you back here, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla is teaming up with Reeboks for a shoe line. Yeah, that wasn't an audio issue. That was real. Shoe line Viking Reeboks. How awesome could that be? I want to see, like, maybe they're like Uggs and they have, like, fur at the top. You know? They'd be like a seasonal thing. Kind of feel like that'd be cool. You know, you got your your female Viking boots, with, and you make it you know trendy European American with the fu- fuzzy fur at the top, nice little you know leather, non leather for the pita people. Pleather, pleather. So that way, no, it doesn't no, no, no. Offend it's a anybody. video game shoe. It'll be plastic. Well, there you go. Now it definitely won't offend anybody. It's made of plastic, and then you have fake fur, and then there you go. Easy to make. Boom. You're welcome. I just designed your shoe. A Viking Ugg. Okay. Yeah. Viking Uggs. But the assassin doesn't stop there. The assassin also goes to the next story, not the one that we're on. Um, the assassin also goes to Watch Dogs, because Watch Dogs Legion DLC features a playable Assassin's Creed assassin. And the trailer is below for all the gloriousness that they released. The publisher laid out its plans for Watchdog Legion's DLC, revealing in the process that the game's post-launch content will let players run around its vision of London as a member of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood along with the new modes and missions. Additional content will come with the game's season pass. This will include story expansion called Bloodlines, the DLC that will star the Watch Dogs protagonist, Aiden Pierce. The expansion will see Pierce team up with a number of other playable characters, including Wrench from Watch Dogs 2, and a new character named Mina, the subject of 
uh, tauntrous experiments that uh, give her the ability to control minds. Is Adam Pierce the guy from the first one who still can't get over his niece's death or whatever the fuck is from? That sounds familiar. I really think it is. No, even though, all right, the mother is, the mother's like, the mother's no, no, no. like, no, I'm, I'm totally fine. He's like, no, you don't get it. She died. Yeah, She's like, dude, part. get over it. Yeah, like, that's the odd part. The mother had plenty of time to grieve. The mother is totally cool with She's it. She's fine. So, I just, you know, fine enough. She's like, ah, you know, my child's gone, but whatever. And the, and then he's and he just there like, the She's gone! He's just you don't understand! She's gone! She's just like... Everyone else is like, dude, it's been like 20 years. What's yeah. your problem? So, he's, he's a bit of a whiny motherfucker. Yeah. So, rounding off the new characters is Darcy, it's, it's a modern-day assassin. Uh, fans have known that Legion will reference uh, Assassin's Creed to some extent, and Ubisoft has confirmed that the game's wide selection of playable NPCs will include a descendant of an Assassin's Creed protagonist. And now they will also be able to play as an actual assassin as well in the DLC. Ubisoft didn't offer any clues as to Darcy's abilities or her role in the Bloodline story. Now, Ubisoft also says that Darcy, Darcy's inclusion doesn't set up any sort of crossover, as it isn't actually canon to the Assassin's Creed games. Quote, we're not saying they're in the same canon or building something massive that way. Producer Lithiashi Tholatham told GameSpot, "There's just two. Uh, it's just to really have fun and build a character that is heavily inspired by Assassin's Creed. So aside from okay. Bloodlines DLC, uh, Ubisoft confirmed that Watch Dogs uh, Legion post-launch roadmap will include missions and character types uh, to base game, <laughs> as well as introduce <laughs> new modes." These will include both co-op missions with PvP as well as a free update on December 3rd. Additionally, the future updates will add content like Return of the, uh, uh, the Return of the Invasion mode, which will allow players to jump into the game and hunt you down and murder you. I never played that part. Yeah, no. So it's prob- that's probably not the part for you. But I always avoided it at all costs. Yes. I would unplug the console if it went in accidentally. No, I'm not playing your stupid ass game. I tell you what, you may not want to, uh, you know, completely avoid, which is the next story, which is Netherrealm announces Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, a compilation of more of MK11 and all its DLC coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S this November. So, uh, NetherRealm and Warner Brothers Games have announced that the MK11 will be receiving yet another re-release in the form of MK11 Ultimate. Major difference being that this version will bring the game to the next generation console very shortly after their release. Releasing alongside this edition is the game's uh, three DLC fighters in the form of Sylvester Stallone's John Rambo. Uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3's Reign and the highly requested fan favorite Malena. This is quite possibly the best reveal trailer ever because Rambo mm. comes in at the end. But uh, this new version of the game will be available on the current generation consoles and the Nintendo Switch. 
Ultimate will also uh, release for the PlayStation 5 and Series X and S upon its release in November, on November 17th. The versions will uh, allow for dynamic 4K resolutions, enhanced visuals and load times, and cross-generation, cross-platform play capability for select gameplay modes. PlayStation 5 and Series X versions will also be available as free upgrades to players who upgrade the Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate version uh, of the game, either before or after it releases. So there's a lot of different uh, upgrades and stuff there for you. Rain, obviously part of the whole ninja thing in the MK Mm -hmm. series. Uh, Really love Milena. She's got that really wicked mouth that just completely chomped Baraka's neck off. And then we see John Rambo. And Ed Boon has confirmed that it is Sylvester Stallone's voice playing John Rambo. So you just, you just want me to talk? I can do that. I love money. And Money's that was great. it, right? You know, you Who get to talk it with Rambo. And, and I can do it, it from home. You know, <laughs> it was the best thing ever, you know? So you could get the MK11 Ultimate, or you could just get the combo pack with the Rambo and the Milena and the Rain. The rain, but you know we'll have to see how that turns out. Um, I definitely think Rambo is an awesome character for a fighting series. Yeah, yeah. So that's right up Mortal Kombat's alley. Another thing that's up our alley is a mini console. Of course, really? Sega vaguely mentions that we could see a Dreamcast Mini, and now we all want one. No, I don't want one. I do. It wasn't that good. You don't want the Sonic, dude. Sonic you know why Adventures, it didn't last? It wasn't Power Stone, that good system. Crazy Taxi, uh, Jet Grind Radio, Soul Calibur, Marvel vs. Capcom Two. Yeah. How would you not want a Dreamcast Mini? That sounds amazing. I think it makes too much light, and I got a migraine. Not well, to be a broken record. Sega Met has mentioned the Dreamcast Mini by name. They have specific, uh, significantly moved uh, the goalpost on when they will be releasing it. Speaking to Fatsumi, uh, Sega creative producer Yasuro Onokari uh, notes that in their quest uh, of considering more concepts like the Genesis Mini, ideas like the SG-1000 and the Dreamcast have been brought up. Okanari also says that while the game uh, the Game Gear Micro is only available in uh, Japan, the next mini project will have much greater scope and likely arrive worldwide. This is all very much in the planning stages, and that the other micro console it will be uh, out at least another year until we get that. So high cost and time factor is involved. So. We'll have to see how that turns out. I'd like to see a mini Dreamcast, man. You had Dreamcast was not that bad of a console. I like the Sonic Adventures and the Crazy Taxi and you know Soul Calibur. They had a they had a couple of really good titles that you could have fun on. So it was a nice try. <laughs> That's they very political. Tried. I'm really trying to. You tried very hard, Billy. Yeah. Very good. Good now job. Now go sit over there. So, Sony's don't, PlayStation don't touch 5. Electrical. 
is tearing down its new console in this video. Sony has published a seven-minute teardown video for the PlayStation 5, and the teardown gives us the best look at the PlayStation 5 so far. Including- well, well, let me guess. Do I need a special screwdriver to unlock it so that they uh, don't void the warranty? Nope, there's, it's just a Phillips head. Oh. Yeah. So, like, shit I got in the basement that yeah. I built the house? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, including all of its internal parts and how to remove the sides. You see the USB-C and the USB-A port adapters there, the high-speed USB. At the top, you have two USB super speed A port 10 gigabytes per second adapters, a LAN port, as well as an HDMI out port, and you know, a power port on the back. I'm not... I'm not clairvoyant, but the things that PC the PC people are gonna do to this thing oh, yeah. are gonna be wicked. Oh yeah, it's they're like, gonna fuck the it's shit. It's like getting out of this a stock thing, car, like, and then the aftermarket world seeing please, you know someone a add new Mustang, liquid cooling, and they're like, oh, we're really gonna fuck this up. Like, oh, we're gonna completely do that. And people were shitting on it about its vertical stand there because it's only hit held up by a, a screw. The whole thing is held together hold by on. screws. And it will hold the screw. What is he doing? He's putting it back. Yeah. Oh, so if you don't want hole. it, you can just have it on the side, or you can just... Bop. The screw stays in the bait. Hey, that's clever. I like that. It's the Japanese, man. And then, links right on there. You know? If you don't want to screw it to the bottom, boom! You just got to stand to keep it on gigantic. the side. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Look how big it is. It's 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 it's, it's the size. It's like this big. And here we see the removable sides. Sony uses uh, using a base on the PS5 that's held in with the screw on the ornate vertical and the clip to the side of the console. If you're planning on using it horizontally, the white panels on either side of the console are going to be easily removed and lifted by sliding them off. This reveals the main cooling fan at the top of the PS5, which can draw in air from either side. Sony also is using two dust catchers, to which can be vacuumed out through two holes. Giggity. The teardown also gives us a first look at the expandable storage through an M.2 slot that's accessible once you have removed the side panels. PlayStation 5 owners will be able to purchase their own PCIe 4.0 compatible drives to upgrade the storage in the next-gen console. The rest or of Stoney's teardown video you also. You buy a regular one and just plug it yeah. in there. Sony's, rest of Sony's teardown video is uh, uh, also reveals just how serviceable the console will be. Uh, it's clear. Sony has thoughtfully designed this to make repairability and serviceability easy. Uh-oh, Blu-ray he drive. off the piece of tape. It's going to void the warranty. <laughs> the Never take off the tape. The Blu-ray drive can easily be removed, and even the processor, memory, and SSD sections are easy to access. The 350-watt power supply can also be removed easily. Sony says that it has spent five years designing and developing the PlayStation 5, and is focused on reducing noise levels and enhancing its cooling methods. Sony is also using a heat sink to help with the cooling with the airflow that Sony says should achieve the same performance as the vapor chamber. Uh, It also uses liquid metal cooling for performance. As the vapor chamber? What the hell are they talking about? 
there's a vapor chamber with the thing, and it cools off stuff. Uh, it's Is all this pretty the much TARDIS. Part of the cool Did they pull method? this from the TARDIS? What the <laughs> hell are they doing over there in Japan? Could we stay on like I, I, I don't know. So it should cut down on the typical fan noise from the PS4. Is what they're going at. But Did they have a lot of complaints about fan noise? Yes. Uh, the two years spent on the liquid cooling metal with, uh, with versus, uh, various testing to ensure it's a stable long-term solution. That, oh, that sounds Japanese to me. Two years just investing to make sure that your liquid cooling will last. That gives me hope on the ps5 that's that's why you buy japanese yeah they make they make some they're looking at a long-term solution they're looking for reliability so that way you keep coming back to them when they give you a new product because you know it's going to be something improved from the last one it's not just going to be regurgitated like we saw in the 80s with the fucking atari processor and 90s with the atari but um the thermal conductor that sits between the soc and the heat sink and it should help significantly with the cooling performance. Sony's PlayStation 5 console will go on sale for $499, $399 for the digital edition in the U.S. on November 12th, with the European lunch and other parts of the world getting it November 19th. It's just so impressive that a, a big console manufacturer will just strip open their console like this. Like, no, no, and here's where we put the pistons. This is the injectors. Uh, it's just how it's, you get the engine out. Like, they're showing kind of, it's everyone. It's kind of weird. It's weird. You're not supposed to show me these things. It's like your doctor showing you where your liver goes. Like, no, come here. Look, I'll show you. It goes right in here. Look, this is your liver. Oh, no, here, no. Here's your, your doctor lung. Goes, no, no. It's like your doctor going, that's not a VD. Watch this. Yeah. Like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, on, it's, I want to believe it's magic. <laughs> but no, it's no, no, no. You need, you need to stop, <laughs> lay off for a while. This is like, no, please. But still, I think this is really impressive for Sony to where they're showing you what is involved and how they're doing it. They have that heat sink. And the fan, which goes through cooling on either side, is cooling off that heat sink. And then the liquid metal cooling is cooling just the processor and the essential stuff that you need on top. It's a two-level system of cooling. So it's very impressive. You got your power supply there, which obviously I think Sony is looking at the external uh, storage devices already, which we saw the patent for. We'll probably see an external uh, power supply and probably other things where they're going to Nintendo this shit. They're going to add different, or Sega that shit, to where, like the Sega CD or the, you know, 32X. They're going to try to build up on that and add in there keeping this console alive to where you buy the PlayStation 5 or the digital edition, and then you can just upgrade along the way. I think that'd be cool, man. Even if that's like an aftermarket aspect of that console, that's a lot of promise. So, we'll have to see with that one. But... The the last story I have for you is one of the four unlikely horror games that you will be able to check out for this Halloween on Steam! It's not the same without Kelly, but, you know, he's putting the daughter to bed. So for those looking uh, for a scare, while staying on the small budget, you can pay for these games on Steam for free. 
which it's not really paying if it's for free, but we're leaving that alone. While some of these games have paid DLC and additional content, the main storylines of the game can still be experienced without any money. So, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator is part of the Five Nights at Freddy's series, which is internally named Five Nights at Freddy Five, Freddy's Five. It I takes, totally thought that meant something different. Yeah, it takes appearance of a simple Atari-style game, both uh, the game's start on, and on the game's official Steam page. It soon, however, crumbles to reveal uh, a hidden game inside of one. Once the real game begins, players are tasked with operating their very own Freddy's Fazbar's Pizzeria restaurant. They left the ability to choose which decorations and animatronics and games they will buy for the business while balancing between fun and restaurant safety. Man, doesn't that sound scary? Nothing scarier to me than safety. <laughs> they will additionally have to avoid various lawsuits that come in uh, come with running an arcade filled with children. When the night comes, however, the true game begins. The players will have to finish a, ver- a variety of tasks within their office before going home to the, uh, for the night. As long as players don't purchase animatronics purchased by, or possessed by the souls of dead children or child murderers. Their nightly tasks will go off without much trouble. Oh. So just don't buy any animatronics that are possessed by the souls of children or child murderers, and you're fine. <laughs> Not probably, no. Um, Would you like to buy this animatronic bear? At night it comes alive and kills people. You know what? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm good. How much? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. 20% off. All right. Give me the all killer right, bear. All right. All right. I'll give take me 30 it. and throw in the bear that pukes fire and we got a deal. <laughs> like, all right. That'll go great next to my armoire. Um, but no, I think that that's just such an unassuming game, especially if it just turns out to be a reality sim where you're just haunted by fucking spooky animatronics. That's right up the uh, alley of Five it's, Nights at Freddy's. It looks different. Now, it does have multiple endings to achieve, as well as multiple secrets to find as you go through it. So, that's a nice one. That uh, It's free. You might as well check it out. Uh, the next one is Doki Doki Literature Club. It is really? a horror visual novel released by Dan Savato back in 2017 to a very positive reception all around. Features adorable anime-styled graphics alongside an upbeat soundtrack. While this may lure some players into a false sense of security, the content warning at the very start of the game isn't one that players should take lightly. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is an intense horror experience that isn't for those of the faint of heart. All right, I gotta admit, when I was sitting on the couch over there and you described it, I totally thought it would look different than, like, this. No, literature. Yeah, literature. No, that's it. You're you're reading literature, sir. And this is going to be a hardcore. It's going to be a life... hardcore, hardcore, life scarring horror literature novel. You're not even going to want to sit in bed with your eyes open tell after you, reading tell you what I'm this do visual novel. Down to the next uh... with the anime stylings of the 
you know, little characters there. It's going to be terrifying. That statement was written by two different people, at least. Yes. But not very well. Like, So the next one is Spooky Jump Scare Mansion, which you can see is terrifying because there's a floating piece of toast. Is Luigi trying to catch the piece of toast? He may be hungry. Mario gets all the mushrooms. He's got to eat something, man. Okay. So this is a comedy horror game that has players explore a haunted mansion filled with ghost monsters and cardboard cutouts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The only person who kills ghosts or sucks them up in a vacuum is Luigi. Look. That's it. Honestly, what kind of boobs would have a cardboard cutout? I don't know. Um, but of cute things no, 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 no. that pop one, out of walls. We don't have one. We have four. We have four. <laughs> we have four. But none of them pop out of walls like in this game. No, no. Although, uh, all right, I know I've said secret entrance. How about we just we we just compromise here? A cardboard Kelly that pops out of the wall. No. I'm not tearing out a wall. <laughs> All right. Wall. Look, now, a secret entrance sounds so much how about, how about we see what the next game is from the scary piece of toast? <laughs> so, the scary piece of toast will get you there. But the next game is even more terrifying. Yuki Niki Iki uh, isn't a traditional horror game. There, uh, with there being some questioning that uh, the community is... Uh, the community about its status as such. However, many who've played Yuki, uh, Yumi Nikki have haunting memories revolving around it. The game has uh, players control a girl named Madatsuki as she explores well, her lucid dreams. While in her dreams, she is able to explore the various connecting worlds lying inside of them while also con- uh, collecting special items known as effects. Effects can be used from the menu to change Matasuki's appearance and give her new abilities. These abilities can be used to gain access to new areas, effects, and special senses. There is absolutely no dialogue within Yumaniki, leaving the entirety of the story and the events up to the player's interpretations. Hmm. No dialogue. I would imagine that means you'd have to have sound, though, if you're yeah. making it hard. And going it through looks dreams. like uh, what's that farming game? Um, Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. It has a very Stardew Valley graphics. I don't in it see there. Stardew Valley giving me nightmares. I don't care if it's about dreams Stardew, or not. Unless you're going into the lucid dreams of the characters in Stardew Valley, them motherfuckers may be tormented. You don't know what kind of horrors are in their minds. I got migraines. Nothing frightens me. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, one path that players need to take, making many of the actions needing to be taken in order to ending needing no specific order. So all of that is just, it's just one gigantic big lucid dream, and that is the horror aspect of it. So they wrote this book, and they're like, hey, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. Now pick up all the pages and put them in the game. Yeah. And make, like, everything possible. Okay, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But that is their, you know, that's their, that's the four games that are absolutely full freeze on Steam, and you will be able to 
uh, check those out. And we have our end segment here, which our I'm Kelly. When Cat was gone, he did mention um, his two ships, which was the one from Halo mm-hmm. and another one that I won't remember until I edit it. Yes. This podcast. Actually, you know what would be nice? If in the editing you would insert his clip right here. Very well. And that was his choices. So, um, great choices. The end segment, of course, is what are your best, worst fictional spaceships in movie and games and why? So I thought a what, uh, what are instead of a what if would be a nice one here because they have a lot of stuff here, although you said that... It depends on what it's for. Like, otherwise, I just picked that big mushroom ship there. That's from yeah. Eve. I drop out of whatever warp or... In Eve, hyperspace, or hyperspace, or jump, and then I just blow you the hell up with my big giant and your entire fleet. Like, yeah, yeah, boom, there you go. I win. Or are we doing like a colony ship? It's a colony ship. I'm not gonna pick that one. So, what would your colony ship be? Because my colony ship, the TARDIS, all right, because I was gonna say my colony ship, you can load like all of Earth in the TARDIS and then just take them somewhere else. And then See, I thought of like a battle scenario, um, uh, like civilization scenario, right? And then just an all-purpose scenario. The TARDIS is my best all-purpose scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a civilization scenario, the Citadel from Mass Effect. Because the Citadel has gone through mm-hmm. so many startups and shutoffs of the galaxy that it's just like, look... Turn me on when you want. Turn me off when the Reapers come. I don't give a fuck. It's just there. And it's just made to be self-sustaining. You're not the first. You're not going to be the last. Exactly. I'm, I'm just here. That's why, civilization-wise, I say that one's the best. Because the creatures that come with it are just made to just keep it running. And everybody else just kind of fucking lives there. Yeah. Self-sustaining. It's fucking great. You're hanging out. You can have all your friends over. All 79 million star systems. But war-wise, I mean, yeah, you make a big, you know... And then with the big giant one, you could have, like, all those other little ships that they are called fighters. Yeah, like this big... T- uh, like, you could have, like, them little ones. That one yeah. is the big circular one. Isn't that That's Star from Dune. Trek? No. Yeah, this is from Dune. Oh, yeah, no. Star Trek had the big, the alien yes. cylinder. That's what it reminds me of. Now, obviously... Um, Attack-wise, I'd probably go Death Star. Yeah, it's pretty good. Or, pretty good uh, choice. you know, Star Killer Base, yeah. Um, yeah. But the worst-wise... Best is easy. Cat, what's your best if you were going for each of the three that I mentioned? Yeah. And it has weapons. Doctor just doesn't fucking use them. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Damn, that's good too. I think Kelly picked that one. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, one of those tiny one from what was it? The second one, or was that the third? Yes, the X. Yes, yes, and yeah, no, yeah, that would be the most useless, honestly. Because what the fuck are you gonna do with an intergalactic transporter that's a thimble? Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, honestly, I'm going to put a hair in there and then send it to its galaxy so it can clone me over there. That's your best hope. That's yeah. your best fucking hope for that yeah. thing. Well, for... <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, the worst, I would have to say... I don't want to do it, but like one of those science class vessels from Starfleet. What are you doing, bro? Yeah, because look at the big shoe one. The big you look at the screen above us. One there, like that thing is. We're in the Starfleet. It's not even going to know you're above there. us right now, and everything else is bigger than it. Well, yeah. First off, and it's not the size. I get it, but you're going to be crushed. You know, that's like an ant. They come up the across rock. that. They, they'd be like, well, "Who the hell are these people? Where the fuck?" Go crazy. Sure. Why not? I like a good Dyson Sphere as good as the next, as long as it vacuums up well. <laughs> you know, as long as it's it keeps vacuum. that suction. Otherwise, I'm going to write that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Although a big we see, warship. like, up here, Lord Vader's, I kind of see that as, like, a long-nosed car. You know, one of those really big yeah. boats. Yeah. You yeah. know, really costly to get around. You got jet propulsion on the back like what yeah. are we fucking cavemen something, that, I would something put, I would that would that. be use, useless would be like Mora from what was that 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 uh that sci-fi show moya yeah, yeah that one yeah it's yeah pretty pretty useless in a battle i think although the doctor's tardis would be the worst of them all because it takes you where you where you no, need it takes to go. you where it wants to go, and you'll... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I would want one of the well-maintained, proper functioning uh, Yeah, artists. I'd want one that works properly. Not one not with one a, that, like... I don't want one with a quirky personality. I don't need my car fighting me. Like, alright, car, let's go to work. You're going to Tennessee. I'm no! sorry. No. I gotta go to work, car. I'm, sorry, I'm Matt, not fighting you're going with you. to the gym today. No, I'm not. No, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't I don't need that. I don't want to work as I hard. need a machine that'll do what I tell it. So I'm gonna go <laughs> with one of the proper functioning TARDISes for the good one. And you know, I mean Ooh. I'm still sticking with my any Starfleet vessel. Oh, I'm gonna change to the board cube. Oh fuck, that's a good one. The board cube. Resistance is futile. Futile. <laughs> Resistance is floppy. Yes. Nice. Rooting Jean Luc Picard. He could be a bog. Only because they 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 took him back. And Catherine Janeway's coming back. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would have added that as a story, but, you know. Are they going to bring her back? Viacom and Star Trek and us don't exactly work when we're going live, so we don't exactly mention them anymore. Uh, That's their fault. But I'm liking our failures and our ultimates. And I kind of like this for an end segment, especially when it's something as nerdy as your your sci-fi whip. Maybe we'll have to keep going, and maybe in an interdimensional realm next time. Because when it comes into like multiverses and stuff like that, Spider-Man has his own like multi-interventional wristband. You have Quantum Leap with his whole switching bodies. Yeah, his, he got a bunch was... of different multiverse tech. We may have to dive into the multiverse next week. Next week, so we'll have to. Leave you guys off with that tease and leave you on here with PJAndDWH.com. And we end off the podcast every week with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Michelle Panther and Moiselle Robinson, for liking podcast, liking and sharing out podcast number 163, Lug Nuts, Electronic Cheese Wedge, Another Fat Crayon. We want to thank Joe Gilmore, Jim Leahy, Frank Percy, Mark Gervais, and William Pace for liking, commenting on last week's Triforce podcast, Stick Figure Titan. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, this is uh, just another great podcast here. You'll find the funniest moments up on our webpage, and then you'll find the funny title below. And uh, it really, uh, we just come back here every week to gather together and talk about all the latest and greatest in nerdy news. If you have a great fictional uh, space vehicle that you from movies or games that you think beats ours or is worse than ours, go ahead and comment below. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Um, I'm Matthew B. Girl, the Batman. To my left is Stephen B. Girl, Big Brother. And beside him, standing in, is cow- our Cowardboard Kelly for our Iron Kelly. And above him is all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara, Cat Go Google. And uh, I gotta tell you, gang, uh, this podcast has ended off the same way with a long drawn out, drawn out goodbye. And as always, game on, Wall Jackers! We'll see you next week. Bye bye! They're pretty much setting him up to be an, an amazing Spider Man. That's right. That's why I wear that. The mother's like, no, I'm, I'm totally fine. He's like, no, you don't get it. She's, like, yeah, that's she's like, dude, get over it. Sony also is using two dust catchers, to which can be vacuumed out through two holes. Hardcore, life-scarring, horror literature novel. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. Hey. You know oh, what that means? Oh, man. Outside it's time. Super crazy outside time? Super crazy. Oh, outside time. For real? Oh, let's do outside time. Like real outside time? Outside. Oh, boy. Super I've crazy. been his hype man all day. All day. I've been hyping him up every single time to go outside. This morning, I went outside and I hyped him up, went out, did his business. He walked back up on the deck. And then all of a sudden, he just jets out to the back of the yard. And I was like, what the fuck? I look over. The squirrels are in heat. And they're, like, running around the base of the – they're running around the tree. And he's just – 
He's they're on the other side of the fence, so they're they're in the neighbor's backyard. But he's just sitting there waiting for him to fall. Like, come on, motherfucker, I'm waiting for you. And I'm just like, you know, he's waiting for his moment. But they're on the other side. He sees that they're in heat, and he's like, one of them's gonna fall. I'm gonna get him. But he doesn't connect with it. Quite so. So it's just like, ah. I love hyping him up for going outside, especially around now. Especially around now. It's awesome. Awesome entertaining stuff. Um, but at least we have you, Cat, every week, without a doubt, reliably, always here. In your TARDIS that's Yeah, your closet your TARDIS. closet TARDIS. That's what you need on the door to be shaped like the paint of the guitarist. <laughs>